Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar. The music is different. This week, we're talking about Spin Dr. Dre. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. I feel like your intro was like kind of at an off point in the drum kick. Like he's doing a little beginning drum solo, uh-huh. and uh, it sounded kind of weird because you didn't wait till the the, the the drum part ended. Because that's okay. a weird that's a weird little solo at the beginning of the song. It goes on a little longer than you would think. Mm. Well, too oh, late. Well. Too late now. <laughs> too late now. Spin Doctors. I like Spin Doctors. Trucking Do Company. Yes, I like that album. Their big album. Uh, I pocket, had it pocket on, full of kryptonite. That was the song. I don't, is that the name of the album? Yeah, it is also the name, the name of the album. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't question me. It's like you think he didn't listen and and look at anything. I looked at lots of things. No, I mean, me, Tyler. Me. You oh. question if he knew the name of the album. That was really like the only album that they had that was kind of actually. It like, was their biggest album. Yeah, uh, it that sold a lot sense. of copies and and got them a lot of notoriety. They became two hit wonders with it. Mm-hmm. I had that album on CD I got from somewhere, probably yard at a price sale. bookstore or a yard sale, one of the two. Yep. And I listened to it quite a bit. I like several songs that aren't the big songs, which is Two Princess and Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Princes? What? Princes? Yeah. Prince. Well, <laughs> Two Princess. Princes. Well, uh, that's coming. I'm sorry. That What I just said is that's later. Oh, um, you're giving us an accidental spoiler. Yes. Fair enough. Go uh, ahead. But I like... Um, what time is it? Is a good song. I added that to the playlist. I don't know if anybody uh, listened to it. Uh, people like it's, Refrigerator it's, Car a lot. I like Jimmy Olsen's Blues, the opening track. Um, uh, How could you want him when you know you can have me? Is a really good song. I, I think it's a beautiful song. It's like, you know. But I like, it's like the band. what? What makes it beautiful? Huh? You said it's like, and then you didn't say anything. You said it was beautiful. What makes it beautiful? I want to hear your just thoughts. the the story of it. How could it's like he's he's a somber Listen to singer. The title. Yeah, he's somberly singing. Uh, how could you want him when you know you could have me? And he just repeats it a bunch of times, and oh. he is he is heartbroken over this choice this uh, princess has made. A woman, a woman's done it to him. Yeah. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I find it fascinating that in 2020 somehow we are covering. Two different bands that have John Artists. Popper in it. Yes. I know. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. But they, we would that's hit both they, of those bands. That's the when they year. really went downhill when he left for a more prominent band. That's when that's true. we went really downhill was when we decided to cover no. two bands. We that had voted John on Popper Blues Traveler. You did. I know. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah. Did you not? What would no, you vote for? I picked Moody he, Blues. He, he picked I said Moody, Moody Blues oh, yeah. is one of my favorite artists that we've covered he this Moody year. picked Moody Blues. Okay. Lame. So, uh, not enough harmonica. They were a, they were originally called uh, the the trucking company. Yep, and that's when it featured uh, John Popper. But then John Popper left, started a blues traveler. Right, and then they with uh, whatever the guy that's the lead singer, Chris Barron. Chris Barron uh, changed it to Spin Doctors, and uh, yeah, they would uh, used to play double bills. With the Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Just jam out. Jam together back and forth uh, between the sets. Just everybody. It's That's, like, didn't they see? performed also on that uh, festival that John Popper started? Uh, well, they would. The, Why would the, they? The, the jam the, band thing. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Fish, I think, was there. Oh, yeah. no. I was thinking when they did the New Year's Eve. Thing. No, no, no. They no. didn't make it for that one. No, that I thought it was 4th of July. It was 4th of July. Uh, That's right. No, it wasn't. It was Howard Stern's birthday. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. So. <laughs> Howard Stern loves Blues Travelers so much that they're the only band on his birthday. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. To get that spin, Doctors, could have been you, but it wasn't. Yeah, could have been you. The big popper. Could have been, could have been, should have been. Moved along. Chris Barron was a part of a few other groups as well. He went to... My favorite one is coming, and I know. Uh, Bennington College in Vermont for a year, and when he was there, he was a member of both uh, the Fun Bunnies Yep, and... The Dead Alcoholics with Boners. Great one. Yeah. 
You really sat down for a while thinking about that one. Well, it's rigor mortis. Things get <laughs> stiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, my. They had a <laughs> uh, guitarist. Horrible. They had a guitarist leave abruptly uh, during a concert in California. Their guitarist. Spain doctors or the uh, the drunk? The... Spain doctors. Oh, okay. After the release of their album, Turn It Upside Down, original guitarist Eric Schenkman left in 1994 just walking off stage did you like uh how'd you feel about spin doctors tyler i thought i liked spin doctors because i like 90s pop yes. music and yeah. i like uh two princes mm-hmm. and then i listened to the rest of the songs and i was like i don't like them uh, they're not like uh two princes is a 90s pop classic you know what i mean it feels like a 90s pop song and the rest of their songs from there out on that album are just like blues rock songs yeah they don't really fit so there's nothing like super commercial about them. Even their next, even the other hit, Little Miss, uh, what is it? Little can't Miss, be wrong. Can't be wrong. Yeah. It's still not like, not like Two Princes. Mm-mm. It's still like just a blues rock thing. And I don't know. It's just kind of. I think it's a little bit boring. So I don't. I'm not a big fan. I'm. A, I much prefer Blues Traveler. Way to move along, Big Popper. Do yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But for sure. I find um, just in general, I don't know if we talked like kind of deliberately about this, but it's kind of the same feeling that I had when we were listening to really, I mean, really when we listen to Blues Traveler is that we have this really weird concept of glorifying bands in the 90s just because of the way that the 90s worked in ways that we don't glorify other bands. Because like even if Spin Doctors had like chart success with two songs now, we would not remember them in 20 years. There's no way uh, no. in hell that we Probably would remember not. them. But it's also years. that, like, But because they were in the 90s and the way that the 90s worked, because, like... Albums it, sold a lot in yeah. the 90s. So everybody had it, and so everybody right. remembers it. Right. So well, it's a case that, like, you, like, if you had a bunch of albums sell... It, to me, like, album sales, like, in the 90s almost aren't even a good metric anymore. Oh, because because it's a case that like if you had like one hit song then everybody bought your album. That's so like you'll go the, like it's always been like that. No, it has not because it, it hasn't been that way for 20 years. Bef- from the 90s and previous that's how it was. But I mean, it wasn't a case that like, yeah, like but, that's what the whole point of the singles were. But we don't remember the we don't remember those acts in the same way. We don't cover I a think ton of I like, think you're getting I think a little bit of what's you're relating to is an anecdotal situation where people like us and people who are even like five years older than us, or we're just, we're just coming out of the period of like being in our twenties or we're looking back fondly on music we listened to as kids. But I don't think that like, like everyone is in that point. But right I don't now. think we do the same thing with like bands from the seventies. I don't th- like. I mean, like one, Moody Blues because, is a good example. That's because those, where Moody Blues had a couple, a pretty um, yeah, good amount those, of like big those songs. people are like fifty years old now. They've been doing that for twenty years. Yeah. My dad does that. Yeah, people do do that. People always have done that. I, I agree suppose. with that. I, I mean, we're just in an a the a, our age of our lives and in the age group that looks fondly on that. Like when I was in college, especially like the last few years, you know, and even a little bit afterwards. I could not go to a party of like my friends and they weren't playing nineties pop radio on Pandora. Like people, that's just what it is. And we're in that group and we're getting, going through that period of our lives right now. So I think we tend to look on that very fondly and we remember those things because that was a big song. But I just don't, what I mean is, is that like today we don't do that. Like if it's a case that there's an artist who like, okay, I don't think that in like, Again, I don't think like in 20 years that a lot of the artists right now that are having one, two, maybe even three hit songs are going to matter in the same way that Spin Doctors did in the 90s. I don't know. To now. They will for those people at that right, age. Right. I don't think so. Well, you don't know. And, and you don't even know because it's not we the future We don't remember yet. most of the artists that had hits in the last like 10, 20 years. That's because those people are not going through that period of their lives. I disagree with that. They're just now that. entering that. I disagree. Yeah. If you play Bad Day by Daniel Powder, people still it's like true. get excited. It's and that true. song literally was like only popular because it was the uh, kick, the song that they played when somebody was kicked off American Idol. But do you but everybody that, watched American Idol then? But do people look as fondly on like James Blunt and Daniel Powder as they do a Spin Doctors not or a yet. Blues Traveler? Not yet. What but it hasn't been as much yet. time. Who? Who's going to be the person who goes back and listens to James Blunt's albums all the time? I don't know. I well, nobody's know. going. Been, nobody's going back. Like, nobody's going back and listening to Spin Doctors albums all the time. They have one album that people may listen to. That's true. And most people aren't even listening to that. They're listening to a, a radio compilation. They're listening to a playlist that includes Spin Doctors as a big name because people know that song. Yes. It's just like Delamitri. 
People don't listen oh, to yeah. Delamitri, yeah. but they listen to Roll to Me. A yeah. lot of people listen to Roll yes. to Me. Yeah. It's the exact same situation. And actually, Delamitri's pretty good outside of Roll, just Roll to Me. They've got kind of like an interesting thing going on. But people don't pay attention to that as much. They're listening. They're consuming it in a way that it was a. It's a soundtrack to their youth, and that's I like. That's part of what's happening with it. And we're not even in like we're not in a point right just now. People in who were born in 2001 through 2005 are becoming to be into their 20s like we were just recently, about the 90s. So we're just now even to a point where we can see those type of one-hit wonders or like even two-hit wonders from the early and mid-2000s coming into that point where people are like, oh, yeah, remember that? And that it will happen. I don't have no doubts that it will happen because that's how radio plays. Now, I don't know if it will happen as much in the teens because radio is like phasing out with streaming and all. But even so, streaming... Even though streaming isn't radio, they're still pushing singles from big from big people, you know, and popular songs of that nature that are within like labels who are picking people up in the same way. I mean, the music industry still at, at its core operates in the same manner. They're just going about getting things to people in a different fashion. I guess I just I mean, I don't when I think of like an artist from like I guess like 70s 80s to like I said I don't I could be wrong I'm not saying that I'm totally right about this but it just doesn't seem like we talk about them and glorify them as a cultural in a cultural That's, way in the same way that we do artists who only had one or two songs like spin doctors well, like because we're removed you and I we us three are removed from that culture where people did that my dad is in that culture he did he did do that he does talk about it he talks about Jay Giles band. Oh yeah, Angel in a Centerfold, and he's like, "That's, that's a sweet song." song. He it's saw him in concert. Song. Guess what? He said they sucked oh, bad. Dang. People know Jay Giles Band because they know Angel in a Centerfold. They don't know other Jay Giles Band, and apparently Jay Giles, Jay Giles Band sucks. That's what I've been told. You know what I mean? So they did. They did do that. People did do that. You know who's a band that that uh, is going to be this way? Is Trained. Trained's already like that. Yeah, but Trained also has like a lot of hits. I know they're already in nineties pop. I know. They're in nineties and they're in two thousands. Yeah. They're in two thousand twenty. It's messed up, dude. Yeah. Let's I don't just, know. I don't get why did we hold on to let's train just, for so long? Let's in People this like train. It. It's a John Mayer song. Is it? It's a it's a it's a spoofful one. Oh, let's okay. end it though. Yeah, this this time. Let's, let's start a let's start a you wanna start a, a movement a movement to force train to stop. Stop making music. Just, just shut it down. I feel like that was our whole episode when we covered them. Was All us right. just trying to say that we wanted them to stop making music. Hashtag stop, stop train. Oh, you can't stop a train. That's what my dad said. That's uh, true. That's true. They all they were on uh, Spin Doctors. Now we're back to that. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Um, they were on a compilation called Sander Boynton's Dog Trained, featuring. Um, they were the opening track with their song Tantrum. It's a children's uh, music. CD, Blues Traveler is also on it, which uh-huh. is fun. Um, the Bacon Brothers, who are Kevin Bacon and his brother. Oh, of course. Kate Winslet and Weird Al Yankovic singing hey. the song "I Need a Nap." That's pretty cool. Quality stuff. I love the idea that Kevin Bacon would form something with his brother and call it the Bacon Brothers because it doesn't like it doesn't register with me. But had he said that their group's name was Kevin Bacon and the brother, I would be like, oh, it must be Kevin Bacon and it his brother. It should be Kevin Bacon and my brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hootie was on there as well as uh, five, five for Fighting with their song Penguin Lament. Huh. But I think we should play a little bit of Tantrum from the Spin Doctors. All right. I don't wanna, I don't wanna. No, I don't wanna. No, no. No, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. What's funny is that's as a tantrum I, right there. I was gonna say, like, like early in the song, it kind I kind of like tuned out to what was going on. I was just like, okay, that's that's fine. But then I realized it was just a still happening. Like yep. it was still doing exactly that thing. Just a tantrum in slow motion. That's pretty emotional. Yes, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, they also did a song for the Philadelphia soundtrack, the second best Tom Hanks movie about AIDS. Second best, you think? What's, yes. it, what's, your, what's your top? Forrest Gump. Uh, about, well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. You can't do that anymore. No. You can't do anything about AIDS? 
Never mind. <laughs> they were on Saturday Night Live too. Uh, yes, I know, and they were on uh, Letterman. But they did a cover of "Have You Ever Seen the Rain" by Creedence Clearwater uh, yeah, Revival I, for the Philadelphia it, yep, soundtrack. Yep, it's horrible. I was. You didn't like it? I hate that song. Oh man, he does hate that song. We talked about that in Creedence. Dang. Who does? Who is that? Who's the original? Who's the original? What? Creedence. Is it Creedence? Isn't I Creedence? think so. Yeah, and then uh, later. It. Um, was it? Oh, I was. It is. Wasn't Creedence. it Johnny Nash? I couldn't remember because I know Maybe. I was wrong about the real reason I hated it, but it was not wrong about who the original author was. It's wrong about it being in Remember the Titans. Ah, because that's why I hate Remember the Titans. But it's not in that movie. But it doesn't make me like the movie anymore. Oh, okay, it not being in there. No, Johnny Nash did. I can see clearly. Uh, no, that's a, no, that's, that's another a, song that's about rain. One. That's a great one. No He's rain. Like, we got to do one. our whole rain podcast. Oh, that would be fun. Here's a clip from Sesame Street. sexual that was pretty good check out my toys two princes i guess i thought it was princess but i was wrong that's okay she kinda, i thought you, you had ca- you kind of tried to dodge it. yeah i thought you had something i thought you were saying you had something to say at some point what do you mean about that you said that comes that will come later that though. was what i was talking about. oh i see yeah. that, that came there was later. a princess involved but there were not two princes. Two, there princes. Were, there were princes. Still two princes two princes yes I like he, I've I've liked that one. I liked that cover for a long time or version of the song for Sesame Street. I always I would go looking for those uh that were on the show. Hootie did one. Uh REM. REM, that's one of the best. Still ones. my favorite. Oh my yeah, gosh. that's a good one. And uh Jellyman Kelly, which uh, I grew up listening to that. That's a good one. Pretty great stuff, really. Johnny Cash, I think, was on the Sesame Street at one point. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. I could do this all day. Beck. Was <laughs> Beck on James Blunt? Oh, I love that one. My triangle. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff. It's true. It has two sides. Just saying three sides. The time. Yeah. You, you were not teaching kids too well, Jared. No. Wow. So did you see they were also they also performed at Woodstock 94, you know, because yeah. hardcore bands perform at Woodstock 94 with socks on themselves. Mm-hmm. And, they, mm-hmm. and then come out and spin doctors. Yeah, that's true. They also did the theme song for Spin City, season two and three. You know that show? No. It's no. a comedy of the 90s. Doesn't sound like one. <laughs> <laughs> they did. What, I don't know. How, was, they, how did they maintain such long-term doing things? I don't know. It's a great Because they've been doing it all the way up through the 2000s. That album, uh, Pocketful of Kryptonite, came out a month after I was born. Wow. And to the and up until the day I went to college, they were still doing things. Yep, that is pretty those, weird. Those boys, and again, it's not like they like after those two songs in the '90s. It's not like they like they were doing things, but it's not like they were really like they weren't popular or anything. No. Like they just no. kept doing things. Yeah, they just kept putting. They have well, six but albums. They're, they're a band, so they would just keep, they are a band, and they were able to maintain the same. Uh, core of fans, like obviously there was a huge drop off, but yeah, right. enough of them stuck around for them to be a sustainable financially for themselves. Yeah, I right. heard if you go to John Popper's house, he has in his house six hidden closets in which he has a collection of CDs of each of their albums that he bought to sustain their career. Wow, of Spin Doctors? Yep. My goodness. Which closet has the cannon in it? <laughs> I was, that's I was an, thinking out, it's that was an outbuilding. No, it's a cannon. Maybe that's what he puts in the cannon. Ooh. That's his, that's his Instead ammunition. Instead of a t-shirt thing, it's the t-shirt a CD, a CD cannon. cannon. Who wants, you want Spin Doctor's albums? Which one? It's the sixth one. No. <laughs> Please don't shoot that cannon at me. I want to play uh, another thing that, that's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. It was on uh, one of the Spin Doctor's albums. It was a, you could argue, a hidden track. 
It's on You've Got to Believe in Something from 1996. At the end of the song... Oh, wait, no, that's not that album. Sorry. I do want to play that song, though. This is uh, the song That's the Way I Like It by The Spin Dog. That was the song I wanted to play as well. Uh, but that is none other than Mr. Biz Marquis doing yeah. the beatboxing, known for his beatboxing skills and also for uh, singing. You, yeah, you got what I You do. got what I... Yeah, just a friend. But at the end of this song, which was featured in the Space Jam soundtrack, Space Jam. Uh, there is a hidden track in this song. Go to the towards the very end, and there is a special uh, little bit going on here. This is a music album, man. Kazoo's is not music, man. Okay? Hey, don't 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 make me get mad, man. Hey, man, I'm serious, man. Lose the Kazoo's, dude. Hey. And Tommy Chong? That was <laughs> Tommy Chong saying lose the Kazoo's. <laughs> Did you know that ahead of time or could you tell? I oh, I can tell. You can't tell Tommy Chong when you hear he, Tommy Chong. He could not. Kale no. could not. I, I played not, it for him. He did not know. Really. I'm not. I'm not really that in, invested in them. Well, when your dad likes that '70s show as much as my dad, <laughs> that'll do it. I think you know what Tommy Chong sounds like. You certainly will. When your dad smokes as much weed as my dad. Did your dad smoke a lot of weed? No. Oh damn. Not anymore. Only at the Spin Doctors concerts. Those were the '70s when people were a lot less stressed out. I've heard that from him many times recently. The Spin Doctors also performed the song Substitute with Roger Daltrey from The Who hey, I like on song. David Letterman uh, I like back in 1996. He was uh, promoting his pay-per-view concert, Roger Daltrey was. During oh, his, horrible. During, what a weird thing to do, That's order weird. a pay-per-view. Is it a good cover? Yeah, it was pretty good. Was you it know a good who pay-per-view? Else? I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, you know my favorite man. cover of that song? Should have ordered it. Who's that? The Ramones. Oh, yeah. They did a great cover of that. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, interesting stuff. They later they also covered um, Jimi Hendrix "Spanish Castle Magic" I saw on that a compilation for a live uh, Hendrix tribute. Pretty cool. And uh, I found a sorry. Go ahead. It, I don't know. They just don't seem like someone that is or big Hendrix people. No, I don't know. I mean, they played Woodstock. I guess. I guess so. That'll do it. I heard that's why they done it. I found a reggae cover. This should be, I guess, the end unless somebody else has it. I think it a be. reggae cover. By a group called, or a person, I guess, called Notch. Thank you, Sean Kingston. That was... <laughs> that was uh, called Nutton Nagoso. Came out in 2001 mm. on their album Buyout. Oh, there's a music video. I wish we would have found it. Uh, go look for it. I'm sure it's good. Damn. Oh, I thought you meant me. You kind of looked at me. I was like, I'm not going to go look for it right now. Let's do the thing. What thing? Where we move on. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Glad he got his one line in on that before we could cut it out. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm really happy that, you know, everybody from last week that was really, really excited to hear about Snoop Dogg gets to hear about him some more this I week. I think we're basically just talking about Snoop Dogg again this week, really. <laughs> Snoop Dogg Part 2. I have realized this week... That I think Snoop Dogg is my favorite part of Dr. Dre songs. Anyway, you think mm, so? I think so. Dr. Dre's got kind of a weird voice. That yeah, it's not. 
it's very slow. I don't find him like okay. So I will say this: I think Dr. Dre is exceptionally, exceptionally important for music, but not really because of his music. Like I think the Chronic is really important. Yeah, the Chronic's really good. It's a good album. Well, two thousand one's sure, really good. It's okay from and what I've the, heard. I haven't listened for the to period, all of it. But. I think it, what what did we listen to off there that I'm thinking of? Not forgot about Dre. Uh, Thanks, still Dre. Hang on here. Let me get to it. Oh, I just was there and I left. I think Still Dre's good, and I think the next episode's good. Those are both good. It's okay album. I don't think it's a, an amazing album, but I'll, I'll step I, I listened to all of the of Compton that came out in 2015. Did you? How I was did? it? It was okay. It like was this interesting. Week you did? Yeah, oh. like two nights ago, I did. Huh. I was like, I have never listened to this. I should listen to it, and I did. Fair okay. enough. He is probably more prominent as a producer. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. by like, yeah, by a lot. I mean, again, the the Chronic is uh, like really kind of his crowning moment, but mostly because of the fact that it was kind of the thing that developed what then developed everything going forward. Right. You know, like. The fact that that came before Snoop Dogg's album and then kind of that, like, you know, as we talked about last week, that sound from the West Coast kind of started in a lot of ways with both The Chronic and The Snoop Dogg. I think it also, I mean, you have NWA, and then people want to know what those people are going to do when they're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so that's just, like, really the first thing of him outside of NWA. And I think because of that, I don't think that it would be impossible for it to not be important or heavily lauded for that regard. Right. Even though I think, honestly, I think out of in terms of NWA, I think Ice, excuse me, I think Ice Cube's probably better as a rapper. Yes, yeah, as an artist, people like Easy E a lot too. Yeah, Easy E's good. He just he died, so it made it um, like you can't, you only have a certain amount to pull from, right? And you could argue that the stuff that you pull from isn't as good as what they've done, you know? Right. So yeah, I was comparing in my mind Dre and Jay Z. And I think that the two big moguls of yes. uh, hip hop really. I think that Dre has done more than Jay Z because of uh, NWA breaking the door open for yeah. all of you know commercial hip hop really yeah, in like sure. 1987 or whenever it came out. 88. Um, so like that was big. The Chronic was big, and then he took a really long break and and found. You know, Eminem also uh, had a hand in some 50 Cent stuff. Yeah. And, you know, has found a lot of Obviously people. was a part of Tupac. Has, was he yeah. involved in, in some Kendrick things as well? Uh, you know, that's well, the funny sure. thing is that you... I did see that he was involved in Kendrick stuff, but I also couldn't find any production credits that had to do with Dre. So I was kind of confused. Like, I like if you look through Dre's production credits, there wasn't – like, Kendrick's name doesn't come up. So I – maybe just don't remember what he would have produced, but I know he wasn't the producer on anything like on To Pimp a Butterfly. No. I mean, he has been featured. He featured him a couple of times, of course. Yeah. Kendrick featured. Dre. Yeah. Dre. Um, and then also, obviously, the mogul, as you said, the Beats by Dre, which are like the biggest selling headphones right. like, ever. Sure. And so, like, that's one thing. And then... You know whatever else he's done, uh, philanth- philanthropy. Yeah, what's yeah. he done philanthropic? I know that I we know that Jay Z does a lot of stuff. Well, he, he owns yeah. a freaking basketball. I mean, he right. Yeah, but even own, even right. prior to that, he put lots of money back into Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like he was yeah. buying projects and stuff like that, and trying to you know he was doing a lot of stuff. So I'm I, sure. I don't, I'm I sure Doctor Dre stuff. I just think he's less prominently that. featured as a person who does those types of things, whether he does or doesn't do them. People just tend to focus on Jay Z a lot. You know, probably because of he, Beyonce. He's the founder and CEO, Dr. Dre, is of Aftermath Entertainment, mm-hmm. and also, uh, as I said, Beats. Um, it looks like he also donated a lot of money to universities and schools. So the University of Southern California, he donated seventy million dollars to. Oh, nice. And he donated ten million dollars to a Compton High School. That makes sense. So, so yeah, not not nearly as much uh, philanthropically, but. He's definitely, I mean, he's got a lot of, I mean, he's definitely more than just an artist and more than just a producer. Like he's done, you know, mm-hmm. he's done other things. Prominent. I think the, the headphones thing is maybe one of the more interesting ones. Yes. But yeah, well, how much did it's he? It's interesting because they're not that good. Mm-hmm. Have you used them before? I owned a pair. Oh. But I've also just read lots of reviews about, of like people who like are used to buying audiophile grade equipment for that price who are just like. No. It's like it's it's like paying like three hundred dollars for a set of like uh, Apple 
like the Apple. It's uh, like yeah. paying four dollars for headphones. Monster Energy drink. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not good for critical listening, especially because they right. they have a built-in EQ that that overdrives bass. So if you're not listening to hip hop, and even if you are, if it's hip hop that has a lot of stuff like hidden in the treble stuff, you may lose some of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, mine sucked. I mean, it sounds like it. So I don't know. Like, um, I think. Because I don't want to spend too much time on NWA because I'd like to cover them in some other kind of capacity. I don't even know how we would. Well, but, we're already here. Well, yeah. But what I was just going to say is is that, like, I mean, his influence from just NWA would have been a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Because NWA, like, I mean, they really, like you said, like, they really opened the doors for commercial hip-hop. And also, like, that album uh, does not sound like something that came out of 88 mm-hmm. at all. Like... It's very, very forward thinking for hip hop in the way that it really is kind of what hip hop became. And then again, when he, you know, years later, he started shaping the California sound. And really, like, if you think about, like, him being so involved in, like, Eminem, like, that's obviously hugely influential. We would not really have Eminem without Dr. Dre. No. And then, like, even, like, like, you know, this is a much, much, much lesser degree, but the fact that he was involved in, like, 50 Cent based music i mean that shaped a lot of the commercial sound of hip-hop in the early 2000s so yeah. like he signed he signed 50 cent as well as eminem so right, like that right he found him and made him commercially successful right i meant that like 50 cent would be obviously a little bit less of a uh, oh, yeah. impact on hip-hop than an eminem yeah or an nwa i'm just saying but you don't like, there's only one eminem right you know like and he's one of the biggest people in hip-hop the last 20 something years right. so like you're he, not gonna some people sign argue he's the biggest person in you could hip-hop. argue that which is um but like you're not gonna have another person like that so like 50 cent for like he had success really big success with two albums yeah right and then he kind of fell off there's some stuff on like the 2009 album um and then he's just kind of been around since yeah, then but he's pretty he had a video game he had a movie yeah, yeah. You know, like you know what they did with 50 cent he wasn't as good as Eminem. No, but he was uh, a bit, he was a big deal. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he. Yeah. Yes. Not many rappers get a video game. No, true. Not very many. Not enough. Not enough of them. Give them video games. <laughs> it's our call here. We want our Dr. Dre video game. We want our Cardi B video game. No, I don't want that one. I'd rather. Have I know. A, I'd rather have Nicki. I was. I was more. That was kind of. The, I know. Yeah. Anyways, it is wild to think. Uh, back to the point briefly. Um, the NWA album. It came out before the LA riots even happened, mm-hmm. which is wild to think about. Like the the things they're talking about being a precursor to some huge event that dramatically changed the way people, not only in LA but across the country, look at the relationship between society, law enforcement, and the African American community. Right. No, I was yeah. That's what I was gonna say too. Is that like if you really think about it, the like the lyricism of what they were talking about on Straight Outta Compton is just like crazy to think about because can you find anything in music prior to 88 that even slightly touched on law enforcement yeah but not in the same way right it's not as it's not as blunt yeah, yeah. um have you you've, did you have you been listening to louder than a riot um yes because they I talk have. about it a little bit there i mean you yes. can go all the way back and hear people talking about right issues like that but mm-hmm. they're just not doing it as directly they're doing and it kind of more of it's kind of like i mean you know i don't mean it in this way but like it, it's that kind of uh i guess what is it called golden era hip-hop where it's kind of like I went to the store the other day and I went to buy some milk. And it's like that kind of yeah. style of hip hop. But, but they're doing it the same way. Like, you know, I was driving down the street one day and a police pull. Like, like, like they kind of do the same thing. It's more like there's, it, uh, the earlier stuff is like stating a complaint. Yeah. I'm complaining about, have you noticed that this is happening? Yeah. And when NWA comes out, they're like, this is real. This is what's happening. And this is my response to it. Right. And the response is not a positive response. Not quite. So it's like that's dramatically different than anything that has been to, that had been like talked about. And not even that, but even the presentation, too, is like just so like, like, yes, blunt. But also it's like it, I mean, it's hardcore hip hop, you yeah. know, and hardcore hip hop wasn't a thing at all. You no. know, so like, I don't know. I think that like Dre has a lot of influence, even if like. You know, I like, you know, I, I enjoy the chronic, but like, I don't really necessarily love him as a performer a whole lot. Like one of my favorite songs off of the chronic is the song it is lyrical gangbang. Lyrical gangbang is a really, really yeah. cool song, but like, it doesn't feel like it 
fits the rest of the album in the same way. Like it's a very different kind of song. And I feel like that one also has a few featured artists that maybe are kind of more prominently vocal, like vocal performances right. than like Dre. Cause I mean, really like there's a reason that like Snoop Dogg was so heavily featured on the chronic is cause like really Dre is not like a super dynamic rapper on his own. Not really, no. So if he brings in someone like a Snoop Dogg who he can pair off with, like, I mean, if you think about like, um, I was listening to the song with him and Eminem, the guilty conscience one. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one of his more interesting performances because he's going back and forth with Eminem, mm-hmm. not really because of what Dre is doing, but because of the pairing that Dre is in right. in that moment. Well, I don't think he has a super uh, interesting delivery no. no, And because of that, he needs someone in there. Like Snoop Dogg has a pretty interesting delivery. Not only does he have a very spe- like a very distinct voice and way that he talks, Obviously, Eminem is the same way, right? But the way that he uses that in when he when he delivers is much more interesting, right? So I don't I, I like when Snoop Dogg's in it. So did uh, you have a clip from when Dr. Dre was on Sesame Street? I did not. I didn't find it. Uh, it's not. It's nothing. Oh, <laughs> it's not a thing. Um, I like the the song from 2011. I need a doctor. I thought that was <sighs> kind of fun. A nice little return. You didn't like it? I hate that song. Uh, mm-hmm. I you, I just like the idea that. of it. I just like. The idea. I think the idea is good. All that, like ten years almost later, and the first single really that came out that had any kind of traction was, "We need Dr. Dre to come back." Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm 40 years old. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he never really had. He never was like the most successful. Like he didn't really have very many big hits. No. Uh, and he only had really what two albums in like an eight year span or whatever. Basically, you know? yeah. So again, he focused more on production and like building a some kind of empire, really more than well, building up himself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason he's so rich, is because I mean, like it's not based on the music that he personally sold. It has to do with kind of like you know pairing off with other people. Did so. you know that he was featured on the song "We're All in the Same Gang" in 1990? Are you familiar with this song? I. I, I, uh, it sounds familiar. I might remember if you talk about it some more. So it was uh, a West Coast Rap All-Stars is the name of the group. He's in the West Coast Rap All-Stars. And it's a collaboration of a West Coast hip-hop artist who assembled and promoted anti-violent messages. So all these people got together and said, we're all in the same gang. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I remember that now that I think about it. But uh, uh, Tone Loke is in there, Ice T, Dre, MC Ren, Eazy E, Young MC, MC Hammer was there, uh, Digital Underground with uh, the Humpty Hump guy. It still blows me away that MC Hammer was in any way, shape, or form involved in some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't think about it at all. Uh, he probably shouldn't be. Probably not. You should play. You should play a little bit of this song. Sure. Sounds We're good. all in the same gang. It's straight up madness everywhere I look. Used to be a straight A student. That's a crook, robbing people just to smoke the shoot up. Used to have a group cut, now he's a poop butt. Dropped out of school and he joins the neighborhood gang. Hanging on the street selling cane to his own people. Now when I say people, I mean color. You a stupid motherfucker. Uh, sister, since we are the mothers of this earth, it's time we start being good mothers from the birth of our children. No time for sleeping, teaching to fight win. For the right reason, it's your time, it's your life. That song is seven and a half minutes long. I love that. And voice. I don't know how we'd find Dre. Oh, I don't know. I like, don't know. It would be super difficult. Like that was not Dre uh, on any of those verses no. that we listened to. But you sure the sec- you sure the second verse wasn't him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty confident that that female voice was Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good Dre. Could be. He was really versatile. You didn't realize that. Uh, Did you guys see what might be uh, one of the more interesting things about Dr. Dre and his relationship with Burning Man? No. Uh, No? What is this? There are rumors that uh, he was the one who actually uh, helped Burning Man get off the ground, Uh, that he kind of like caught wind of Burning Man. He's the one who ruined it. No, no, no. He's the one who invested in it and made it like yeah, a, ruined it, right? Ruined it, meaning yeah, brought it into you know social context. Oh, I yeah, see. Does de- kinda, that's delegitimizing the entirety of the. It whole. does kind of delegitimize the whole thing, doesn't it? Thanks, uh, Dre. 
damn it, Dre. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I would not have thought about like you, when you find out about a thing like that. Yeah, the first thunk? thing you think is not like I think Dre might be involved in something. I think he like was that. hanging out in the desert last weekend. Actually, now that I think about it, the desert. That sounds like a bit. Hey, hey. uh oh. Uh, no, we're not. There's also like a news. <laughs> there's a news website. There's a news website that talked about it, and they said that Dr. Dre's ethos seems to be aligned with seven of the ten principles of uh, the Burning Man community. Nice. Radical self-reliance. Okay. Check. Uh, radical self-expression. Check. Communal effort, as we just heard. Maybe check. Civic responsibility. Maybe check. Okay. Uh, leaving no trace. Not quite. No. And uh, participation and immediacy. Okay. <laughs> think the, I, think the one, I think the one is leaving no trace that I'd be like, I don't think you did the best job with that one, Dre. Well, it's supposed to be about Earth. <laughs> oh, Earth. That's really what they're talking about. Well, Dickie did about that. Earth. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Dr. Dre does not have any uh, number one songs on his own, uh, chart-wise. Hmm. Nothing but a G-thang got to number uh, two, featuring the Snoop Diggity 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 Dog. But uh, he, probably he like did have one. two number one songs where he's featured back to back. California Love with uh, Tupac Shakur mm-hmm. and No Diggity with Blackstreet. Back to back number one hits. He's That's featured. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty good right there. Um, I like both those songs. I love California Love. That's uh, a great Yeah, song. that's good. Yeah. I like No Diggity as well. That's a good one. They're both good. I know that we love it when we go down these trains, but it does seem like it uh, is worth talking about. Is that Dre is, you know, he's really known for being a family man. Uh huh. Oh boy. So he's really good at leaving no trace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there have been a lot of allegations that he has uh, beat up women. Yes. And he also, I, 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 as I was reading about him, I realized that the number had to have been large, but then later I checked. It is seven. Seven children Dr. Dre has had. With multiple different women. And um, he's actually in the news today. As we're recording, uh, there three hours ago, there's an article that was posted. Uh, it was addressed yesterday in another one. Uh, it looks like there's been a thing that people have been talking about. But uh, Dr. Dre's oldest daughter claims that she has not seen Dr. Dre in 17 years. Uh, so long. Yeah. You'd think at this point she'd forgot about Dre. Uh, guess what? Yeah. Motherfuckers like they forgot about him. I don't know. So, oh my. Yeah, he's also getting a divorce from his wife of over twenty years, and she's getting a bag. She's getting a lot of money yeah. for this divorce. They did not have a prenup apparently. Oops. And uh, she is able to come away with a large sum of cash. Yeah. It's gonna be for ba- dealing with him, I guess, for all that time. I'm sure he was probably doing some nefarious things. He did speak to, because I watched the film straight out of Compton. Yes. He was not portrayed very well in that film. He was portrayed as a very violent man. Right. Yeah. And he said, there are some things in that film that are true. There are some things that are not true. Right. But I will say I was uh, drinking a lot. I was out of control. Right. I had no moral compass at that time. Yeah. Various things. Yeah. And uh, he admitted that he made lots of mistakes at that time, which, I mean, right. he was young not to... I'm not defending him. No, but I think that's very fair. If to say. you find success to that degree at that time, and you have right. not that uh, in your life, there are going to be some right. things, some times where it goes off the rails. Not I mean, he was in his mid to late twenties, but know? he's also like been a incredibly huge success story from that time. Sure. And if he is acknowledging the mistakes he made at that time, then that is progress, uh, and he is hopefully not doing those things now. Right. But probably should talk to his daughter, but I agree. Probably with should talk to his daughter. Let's actually, you know what? Let's get Dre and his daughter on the phone. We're going to bring right. them together. Oh, All right, Dre, we've got your eldest daughter here on the phone. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds like a fun time. It now, sounds I like their you. relationship so, is a little bit uh, chronic. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It's uh, Technically, it's not chronic. Oh. What Usually when you refer to chronic, you mean that good good. Well, chronic in terms of the health community is like an ongoing long-term uh-huh. situation, which he clearly does not have with his daughter. <laughs> Way to clarify the daughter part. So, oh, Dre. What do you think about George Clinton? You like George He's Clinton? He's cool. He's cool. 
Dre was featured on a song with George George Clinton, Ice Cube, Public Enemy, uh, somebody named Yo-Yo, Ooh. MC Breed, Chuck D, and Cam. Uh, on the album, Hey Man, Smell My Finger, Great. Uh, the song is called Paint the White House Black from 1993. That's pretty fun. George Clinton is a good man. He's the he's a funk master. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a good dude. He's the good band. You know, my favorite thing about was George Clinton. What is it? You that? don't know it. It's clearly you don't. It's that scene in Good Burger where yep. they're all dancing. Yep. Yeah, to George Clinton. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Did you know that Dr. Dre was featured on a Nine Inch Nails album? And he's... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What did he do? Where is this? Steve Albini directed it. Or uh, pr- engineered it. He did additional... Steve Albini engineered a Nine Inch Nails thing with Dr. Dre on it. Dr. Dre wow. did additional production and mixing assistance on track number eight mm. on uh, The Fragile. Oh, interesting. 1999. Hmm. Would that would have been would the track even deeper. That is something. That is something. Yeah. I can't imagine you'd be able to hear like his print it, on the song yeah, or anything. It seems but, unlikely. But, but yeah. I, I'm just looking. He was also on uh, a Shaquille O'Neal song called That's Me. Oh, you know where else Shaquille O'Neal has been? Shaquille, Shaquille, Shaquille. His hips don't work. You, know, you know where else he's been? Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal was also in Good Burger. Yep. Remember hey, that time full where? Circle. Remember that time where Keenan and Kel hit their heads into him because they're so excited that he likes the Good Burger, but they forgot tomato, so Kel pulls it out of his front pocket of his shirt and puts it on there for him. Nice. <laughs> The, uh, so Fantano <laughs> recently did a video on his channel where Anthony he was Fantano, yes, Biz- internet's melon, busiest melon music head. nerd, busiest yes. melonhead, all these things. He uh, released a video where he was talking about uh, the top tier hip hop artists of all time. Okay, and uh, he did it uh, as a goof. Oh, because he, he didn't immediately say it was going to be a goof. Was it on Let's Argue? He, no. Was it on the Fantano channel? It was. That's why. He bought he bought into it really well. He played it he played it real cool. But he was like, "All right, so uh, we're going to talk about this artist." He would then talk about like their legacy and how important they were. He had like a tier list, you know. Yeah. He's like, "But now what I think we should do is check to see how tall they are." And then he tiered <laughs> them by their height rather than their actual quality. That's fine. And then at the end he was like, all right, here's the last one I think we're going to cover. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, had some hip-hop songs. <laughs> he did. And he talked about some of the hip-hop songs, and he's like, but let's check his height. And he's like, oh, look at that, Shaquille O'Neal, S-tier hip-hop. Yeah, he won. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal was the top-tier hip-hop artist based on his height. Snoop Dogg's tall, too. He Not is. as tall Ooh, as I don't Shaq. Think he, I don't think he covered how tall he is. How, how tall is Snoop Dogg? Like 6'3 like six six or 6'4, yeah. Wow. I know, because in half... Big, Biggie's in also half, very tall. In Half Baked, uh, Snoop Dogg plays the... Uh, what's the you know he's going through all different types of smokers mm-hmm. you remember and no, he, i've never seen half-baked uh, what no, no sorry. we can't even talk about it i've never seen friday either i've never i haven't really seen any of the big uh uh african-american comedies of the 90s yeah i don't know what i've really seen like i can't think of something that's like this is like the top tier don't, of comedy like that you know half-baked is it's a diver it's a diverse comedy Oh, okay. Okay, it's got Dave Chappelle. Okay. The main man, who's an African American. Yes. Right. Yes. Scarface is character is the character in it who is played by a friend of Chappelle, featured in the Chappelle show. He's a Hispanic descent. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, I don't remember the guy's name, even though he's a, a a brewer. What's his first name? I don't remember. Whatever. Uh he's also a comedian, friends of Dave Chappelle, and he's a white guy. So uh, you know, we're trying to represent a collective of weed smoking Americans in this film. Mm. We're all she should have same been in game. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was okay. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen Half Baked. I don't mm. remember it like well enough to comment on. Well, it, but. Snoop Dogg's the scavenger smoker, and then they're talking about the scavenger smoker, and then he just pops out from behind a staircase and steps over it. It's like, what you gonna do? And he takes it from him. Nice. Mm. Let me get some of that while we're sitting here. That's what he says to him. I'm not. My Snoop Dogg's not. You know, you need a couple more Izzles and it's in development. Are we ready to vote? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. All right, I'm gonna vote for Dr. Dre because I think that, well, I just think it's probably better all in all. (laughs) 
Yeah. And it, and long term, it's much. He's much more. It's just there. What yeah. can you say? I uh, I will agree with you. Uh, Rolling Stone listed Dr. Dre as the fifty sixth most uh, or as the greatest artist of all time. Fifty six. Okay. Uh, and spin doctors, I don't think were mentioned by Rolling Stones no. at any point in that article. No, they were mentioned though on a Rolling Stone article about the worst rock bands of the nineties. Yeah. They were on the list of the top ten. Another group that was listed on the top ten of the worst rock groups of the 90s was nirvana so that ah. that list gets thrown out just throw it yeah. away and you can just go ahead and throw it away. Just so like you can throw ballots. out yes you can also throw out any other list that rolling stone has done because of that dang it true. now i'm voting <laughs> for spin doctors <laughs> i will it's true <laughs> you got me no i'm still voting for doctors. they're the hinge the hinge and the the pin in the hinge mm. that's what they are to yeah. remove it all pin hinge they're no longer credible well, Rolling I... Stone. Well, you know, I don't. Their credibility is lost with me due to one 1999 article oh, no, which they listed the top ten worst rock band. Yeah, I think I will vote for Dr. Dre. Also, hey, look at you. I like Spin Doctors, but they only have one album, and Do- Dr. Dre has done way more in music than Spin Doctors ever could dream of, mm-hmm. which is fine because they're like a blues rock group. So, what can you do? Sure. But I like uh, lots of things that Dr. Dre has done. I like the big songs. I don't really like the other stuff that much. I know people are waiting for uh, The Chronic 2, which they'll never get. No, nope. it's not going to happen. They got Compton, which was a pretty good album, really. But they want it. They well, want is it, Chronic 2. Is, it, wor- is it really worth it? I don't think it'd no. really even be worth it's it. It's too late now. Everybody that cares about it is like not well, caring we also anymore. Know, like, it's not, I'd uh, listen to it, but I'm not pining for it's it. It's not like an amazing album. It's a good album, but it's not like... It's very well regarded. But no, I get that. It's pretty good, but it's not. I don't know. Patreon agreed with us. Patreon also said Dr. Dre was the good band. We did have one comment from patron David. He disagreed, and his comment said, "Little Miss can't be wrong about Spin Doctors being good band." Oh, oh. that's that's it. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Huh. You want to sell them? Yeah, I guess we'll go for it. If you want to hear your thoughts, your votes. Other things you want to say, whimsical quips that you come up with based <laughs> off of lyrics on air. Perhaps even the title of the song. Yeah. Uh, if you want those things to be heard to our listeners, you being one of them, hopefully, come over and join our Patreon. Give us the monies because that's how it works. I really, It's not really about the money. It's about you. It's about your participation in the things that we do. We care more about your participation than your money, but we won't accept your participation unless, unless you right, give us money. Right. Well, you can email us. It's Sometimes we'll talk about those emails to an occasionally end. if we check the email. Yes, well. Also, give us a call at this Google number that I don't remember. We got some voicemails <laughs> once. See you later. I miss those voicemails. Those were good. There's this guy who really wanted us to to call him back, but he wanted to some fix, kind of contracting. He was yeah. fixing yeah. something. Yeah, we never fixed that. It never got fixed. I hope it does someday. We never fixed the podcast either. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band Bad Band. We like you being here. I'm not going to sell anything this time because it doesn't work. Next week, we're talking about Cake Shelton. This is going to be good. Also, Cake might start dating the lead singer of No Doubt. We don't know. we got to wait until next week to find out. The whole band. Ooh. You've heard sister wives, brother husbands. They're going the distance. Wedding cake for all. And who will get the last one? Beat your motherfuckers. What a dumb thing. It is a dumb thing. <laughs> I agree. Not good.